What is up, Strides for Strength fam? I am Michaela. And I'm Erin. And we're RCA certified run coaches and the founders of Strides for Strength Run Coaching. We are here to help you build belief in yourself as an athlete on the run and beyond. The Strides for Strength podcast is running meets everyday life. We focus on mindset, physical strength, and all of life's in-between moments of self-doubt and fear, both on and off the run. Our mission is to make running simple and fun while we pull back the curtains around all things running with athlete interviews, guest experts, combined with our many years of running experience, going from non-runners to now more multiple time marathoners to help you become the athlete you were always meant to be. I'm Michaela. (laughs) Okay. We'll let Tyler introduce himself. How about that? (laughs) He's right now. Yeah, right now. Oh, do our intro. No, do our intro. We have to. Oh, what is up, Strides for Strength fam? This is Coach Michaela and Coach Aaron. (laughs) Uh, We are both RCA certified run coaches. We are invested in helping you become couch runners to multiple marathon runners. (laughs) (laughs) What a hashtag influencer. He's a pacer and an influencer. Uh, yeah. Pacer what can he do? <laughs> He's a, a man. Follow me on Instagram where I'll pace, uh, I'll time all my runs at mile one, seven minutes and 26 seconds, mile two. <laughs> I'm shouting anyone out on that one. The joys. <laughs> you no, know, you know. And I'm shirtless <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> With the sunglasses, man. I just can't. It's okay. All right. We are not here <laughs> to just trash talk other run influencers, but we are here to talk about Tyler because he just ran the New York City Marathon. You're a marathoner, Tyler. I'm a marathoner. I know. It's still a little surreal telling people. It, in, has it finally said yet? No. <laughs> oh, I'm like literally staring at my medal right now and I'm like, I bought this. <laughs> I bought this. Like on the off market, like I went to Chinatown and just bought it. <laughs> Okay. Um, it, there, there's definitely like it's moments where i'm like yeah i ran a marathon and then there's some moments where i'm like i i can't believe i've gotten to this point you know especially yeah. considering where we were like at last year with our recording i just like listened to it just to like see mentally where i was at and i hated running i like literally <laughs> i i had more of a runner's depression then than i did now like now i'm like let's we have goals yeah. Last year, I was like, my goal is just to get on the treadmill at this point and start running again and yeah. not want to hate myself. Yeah. You texted me, what, like a week after the race and you're like, can I start running now? Like, is it time? What if I run before Sunday? Like, what's my next race? Like, what's the goal? We need to set up a call. Can you talk right now? <laughs> I was like, no, I can't talk right now, but. <laughs> um, and then I was like, yeah. I can't talk right now, but we'll work it out. Um. Yeah, no, it's definitely. It's like you're a completely different person as far as like running goes, like in just like just your mindset in general. And it's funny. So I was looking through um, this morning, actually, because I programmed your VDOT schedule today and I know you want to focus on like shorter, quicker stuff um, in the upcoming months. And so I was like, let's do a one mile time trial. And I remember when we first started working together, I made you do a one. I made, (laughs) I made you do a one mile time trial. And so I scrolled all the way back to April 20th, 2022. (laughs) And I found your one mile time trial and you were like, I hate my time. I know I've only been running for three weeks, but I hate my time. This was terrible. I thought I was going to have to call 911. <laughs> I will, I'll just copy and paste that. Yeah. And just put it in my new time trial. 
And then just like going back. And so I just like kept scrolling and I was like, just looking at all like your PRs and stuff. And this is just casually what I do on Sunday mornings, by the way, too, at like seven 30 in the morning. And, um, I was looking at your notes that you would leave on your marathon training cycle, like long runs and stuff. And it was just like a totally different person. Like you are so much nicer to yourself, honestly, like back then you did the one mile and you were like, this is stupid. I hate it. I'm terrible. I'm trash. And then you did a long run. And there was one where you were like, I just wasn't feeling it, but that's okay. And I was like, look at you growth. (laughs) I love it. I don't know. It was just that little moment. I thought it was so cool. Do you feel that in yourself? I still have those moments. I think it's more inner demons during the run. That's when I really feel like I, I I guess like an example is just like, you know, it's like time to walk during your run and you're like, no, don't, don't chicken out, like keep pushing. But you're like, this is a long game at this point, you know? Yeah. And so you're just like, okay, let's just go for a walk. Um, but no, you should know. I still have those moments. Like one of the like speed workouts I did a couple weeks ago, I like couldn't even finish because I was just in such a bad mental space with running that day in general. It's just like I couldn't do it. I was like, I tried, my heart rate was everywhere. I'm like, I just wasn't in the mood, I cut my run early, didn't even do like a cool down. I was like, this is it. Yeah. But, but I think the difference in that one is like, you didn't, there was no like attacking yourself. Like you were okay with it. You know, you were like, this is it. This is what happened. This is what I could give today. Like you weren't like, I'm trash. This run is trash. Everything is trash and I'm on fire. Like I think that as much as we like to like, uh, trash talk running influencers, I think that's my biggest thing. Once I see something I don't like about a running influencer, it's immediately unfollow and like block. I don't even, like, continue to keep watching them and be like, oh, let's just, like, continuously hate on this person. Now I'm like, if there is something that truly irritates me, it's like, I don't, I don't need that in my life anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then I think it's just a realization. It's like, as much as I want to compare myself to other people, running is such an individual sport. And, like, at the end of the day, like, you keep saying I'm a marathoner, but in my mind, I'm like my time doesn't reflect me being a marathoner, but at the end of the day, that doesn't matter, you know, like, and so that's, I think my biggest come to realization. It's like my mom was telling somebody they're like, Oh my God, Tyler finished this marathon in six hours. And I was like, don't stop saying how long my time was. I'm like, people don't need to know that (laughs) half of my day was spent on this marathon and not like the elite running time. But then at the end of the day, I was also just like, well, they didn't do it either, and they haven't yeah. done that. So I already have something up against them. Yeah. So why am I? Own that six hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. I love that. Even to like um, an outside person who's never even ran a marathon or entertained the idea of running a marathon, like six hours to them, they're like, "Oh, cool!" Like they don't know what that means. Like they don't know what a inter air quotes. Yeah. A- time is yeah no and everyone's been so nice like oh my gosh we had so much fun tracking you and i'm like you stare at your phone for six hours just watching (laughs) this small little like blip just slowly go through all the different neighborhoods and that little t8 all the neighborhoods (laughs) i wish it was a picture of your face but no i that would have been so funny or just like cutouts of your heads yeah just constantly run and go yes yeah um that's amazing. So we chatted before on the podcast. Um, I don't believe you were in a, 
you weren't you weren't training for New York at the time, were you? No, I had just finished the half marathon, and I was like, I don't, I don't know what's next. Right. Okay. Um. So we had you oh, before. The athlete retreat was next, so that was just oh, like right, right, right. Um. So I'm sure you talked to people at the athlete retreat and just like in general and like talking with me and stuff. And everyone asked like what the time commitment looks like for marathon training. Would you say that? what like the information the feedback you got from people was accurate and what did that time commitment look like yeah uh, it was very accurate um it was a big time commitment and i think talking with you i was just telling people it was like what 18 weeks of training that we decided our training plan was going to be and for me it's a little bit different because i travel monday through fridays and i don't like running on flying days so i only have tuesday wednesday thursdays uh, during the week and then my weekends were normally my long runs and then it just sucked because those are like the days I want to see family or friends and drink alcohol and do all the non-healthy <laughs> stuff but I was like oh I can only have one glass of wine tonight because I have to run 16 miles tomorrow um, so it was just a lot of learning I think I got a lot better with it towards the end of it of course when there was like two weeks left I was like I think I finally have the groove of how this goes but it was just time management and then i think finally towards the end it was like i'm only going to get back as much as i give so if i'm not giving my runs you know i i really wasn't doing a lot of strength training so that's like a goal for this upcoming whatever goals we have is to work on that but it's just like as much i can't get better if i don't try and make myself better so now that i know i'm capable of running 26 miles in six hours i'm like let's do it again and beat that time you know hell yeah i love that let's do it again but let's do it better (laughs) that's right that's right yeah um and i think that it speaks volumes too because when we first started working together it took us a minute to figure out like what schedule worked best with you like we didn't know right off the bat that you didn't like running on flying days so it took us time to kind of like finagle your schedule and figure out what worked best for you and i think that that's a super important takeaway to just that not everyone's like you can use the cookie cutter plans like the cookie cutter marathon training plans but it may not fit your life you know it may not work for you and i think if you get burnt out on trying to make something work when it doesn't, I think that that's setting you up for failure. Um, So I love that we found that schedule and (laughs) still like kind of gave you your weekends where you could go drink alcohol with your friends. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Cause I would do like a cross training on Sunday. So I'd be like, Oh, I'm going to treat myself after this long run with a drink. Yeah. 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 So bad the next day. Or is like just a Peloton ride. And I was like, sure, you can be hungover on a Peloton ride. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Low impact. <laughs> well, the, the instructor is, but <laughs> um, yeah. So it was just like, it was really cool to see us like finally fall into that cycle of finding that schedule and what worked best for you. Um, yeah. I'm just super proud of you. I think about you all the time. I'm like, Tyler freaking did that. There's something about a first time marathoner. That's my favorite. Um, Let's talk a little bit about your long runs. So I know when we first started off, we did a time-based long run and then mid training cycle, you were like, bro, I have a mental block right now and I cannot run longer than I think you hit like 12 and a half miles at one point. And like the time kept getting longer and you were like, no, I'm just going to stop here. So let's talk about that a little bit and unpack it. And kind of how did you, 
how did you realize that you had that mental block and how did you know what you needed to change to fix that? Yeah, perfect. I was going to mention that, but I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, I think this is when having a good coach who listens to you is key because you're right. I think it was like three weeks or it was like, oh, you have a three hour run and then like a three and a half hour run and then like a two and a half hour run. So, But in that order, of course. Um, and I, at that point in time, my best half marathon time was like 2.40. So, of course, mentally, you're like, oh, at two and a half miles, I should be right around, or two and a half hours, I should be right around that half marathon time. At three hours, I should be past that time. At three and a half, I should be past that distance. And for some reason, once I got towards that like 12-mile mark, my body was like, this is truly uncharted territory running past this time. And then if I wasn't even near that time, my body was like, well, we're not going to make it. So why are we going? And so it was weird. It was like, yeah, a three and a half hour run. And I think I only got like 11 miles in. I just, my body was like, we're not going to go past 13 miles because we've never gone past 13 miles. And it was like a race day situation. So yeah, I just messaged you and was like, I feel like I'm hindering myself because I don't know how to mentally get past 13 miles just based off of a time aspect. I think we just need a schedule. Today we're running 14 miles and then my body is like, okay, we have to go to 14 because that's the workout. Yeah. And then it just went slowly uphill after that. That's super, that's super interesting. And I think it's cool to hear like the mind body connection. And it's like, truly your body achieves what your mind believes. Like if you tell yourself like, oh, I can't run past 12 miles or 13 miles, then like your body's physically not going to do it. And I think for you, that self-awareness as an athlete to like check your ego at the door and be like, hey, what we're doing isn't working. Can we try something else is super, super important. Cause it's like, that coach athlete relationship and that open communication on both ends is like what gets you to the finish line and beyond. So I just want to celebrate you for being able to say, Hey, this isn't working. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it worked on like all the other runs, you know, like we still kept your, your midweek runs at that time-based, um, Mm -hmm. what's the word I'm looking for? Time-based runs, whatever. I don't know, goals. Whatever. If you sure. know the way I'm looking for, please message me. Cause I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was really cool to see you like overcome that hurdle. Um, do you feel like once I programmed the distance instead of the time, do you still feel like you had that mental block or were you just like, cool, let's rage. Like, let's do it. We're doing 14 miles. Or was it still hard for you to get over that hurdle of, Oh, I've never run past 13.1. Uh, it was, it was a, Mine heard a love. I've never ran this far. And then the estimate time that always gets me too. where you like, look at VDOT and you're like, Oh, VDOT says that I'm running at a pace that I no- normally run at. And then I should only be done in two and a half hours. And I'm like, and that's baloney. Like I, I know that that's not going to happen. So it's like for like a planning aspect too. I was just like telling my family, I'm like, I'll be gone for six hours. Like, it takes me an hour to get there. Who knows how long it'll take me to actually start and then how long it'll take. And then for me to come back, I'm like, I'm just gone for half the day. Just expect that. Yeah. Um, but once, of course, once you like finally just start running, things got better. And then once I got towards, once I just got past that like initial 13.1 hump, maybe like once or twice, it got a lot easier. Then my body was like, okay, 
we're like doing this. And I think what helped was we weren't doing like crazy increments of like, okay, we're going to do 13 miles this week. And the next week it's like, okay, 16, Mm -hmm. excuse me. We're doing like one mile increments just so that we can like slowly acclimate to this distance. Yeah. And like you said, it's such a mental thing. It's like, you're only really going one mile further than you did last week. So it's like, you can do that, you know? Yeah. You want to like finagle it to where your brain is like, okay, this is doable. But then if you look at the big picture and you're like, oh my God, I have to run 18 miles. Like what? <laughs> no, mm-hmm. but really and truly it's just one mile longer than the week before. So, um, okay. Let's chat about race day. Cause I'm really curious how this all went for you. Cause New York city is a very technical course. Um, it is a freaking party the entire race, but it is very technical in the fact that you have to be at the start line at a certain time, but you don't actually start running until like two or three hours later. Um, and then just the course itself, it's very hilly. Like there's rolling Hills, you have the bridges, the whole nine. So let's unpack race day. How did your morning go getting to the start line? How are you feeling? Give us all the, all the deets. Um, morning up was actually really good. I ate all my carbs, got all that ready. I had packed everything the night before like my flat runner all that so i was pretty much good to go uh it was interesting because uh our start line is at staten island right so you either have the option to take the bus or the ferry and i was too late and ended up taking the ferry route which is a cool experience it was very quick very efficient it was hot as shit in there um but the you could just feel the excitement from all the other runners and then once we got to staten island it was a weird like 30 minute wait to get on to school buses to get to the fort that it starts at. And then luckily um, I had met up with one of our other strength for strength runners, Mary. And so it was just nice to just have somebody to like casually talk to and crack jokes with. And she had done it before. So she had like a little bit more insight, which was Nice to hear. Of course, like it wasn't going to change anything the day of. Like I already had in my mind my plan, but it's like, oh, okay, maybe for next time, like I can take into account for things like that. Uh, but it was nice. We, I brought some Target reusable bags, like you said, and we got to sit on the grass and not get our butts soaked. And love that. <laughs> we shared some body glide and. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. bonding experience! Time to go. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. I was. I had purposefully brought the one that had like very little left into the point where like the little stick part was popping out. Like that's how little there was, but you know, I'm like trying to use every little square inch of it left and I was going to throw it away. And it's guys like, you're not throwing that whole thing away. Right. I was like, there's nothing left. Like I, I have to throw this away. I'm not taking it with me. He's like, Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. It's like five bucks, dude. You can have it. I'll sign it. I'll sign it. Um, <laughs> oh my God. You should have. That would have been. <laughs> Okay. You're gonna remember this name, yeah. <laughs> uh but the morning experience was good. I ate my carbs pretty well. I think I, I felt like I was race fueled ready. So no complaints other than just like maybe next time I might want to try the bus because it'll just take you straight there. Right. So I don't know. It was just like a lot of walking and standing and unnecessary waiting, I felt like, but it's a well-oiled machine and they've done this year after year after year. So it's not like they're going to take my advice for our first time. <laughs> NYC marathon run. And they're like, thank you for your golden advice. 
your piece of advice that you missed. Yeah, I think it was just the first your like race day anxiety that was running in my mind. But I think if I was to do it again, I'd be like, this is a totally fine system that they have in place. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's definitely very well oiled. I Mm -hmm. I mean like the the way that it all ran and like the way that it all went was great. It just and there's no way around it. Like it's just because of where the start line is that it has to be so technical and like you have to get there so early with waiting. But um I know we I sent you some stuff and like we really like kind of like locked down your carb loading because that's where people I feel like get messed up is the sitting and waiting and not eating your carbs and you eat your breakfast and then you have this like three hour gap where you haven't really eaten anything and you're like, oh shoot, I'm starting the race hungry, which is where you never want to be. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm happy to hear that it went it went well as far as snacking while you were sitting there. Were you eating your graham crackers? Oh, I was just about to say I was like, you know, I love me some graham crackers and a Gatorade. I love it. Sharing. That was like my, my favorite part is like people are so nice in that little area. Everyone's just like, do you want snacks? <laughs> do oh, you want yeah. Snacks? Everyone was so nice. And yeah. that was like, there was like no like duty people or anything like that. I think because we have like a later start time too. It's like the more relaxed runners as well. They're like, yeah, you want a graham cracker? You want, they were like handing out toilet paper. Like yeah. you need toilet paper? I was like, yeah. oh, you're a saint. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so the race starts. Did you cry? <laughs> I got teary eyed. I, I love it. I love it. I didn't cry. <laughs> I would say there were like eight times on that race that I got teary eyed at just like the most random spots too. Like, um, I'm sure we'll like go into this later on, but like seeing certain people made me teary eyed. Just like getting to certain points made me teary eyed. Fucking yeah. Frank Sinatra. Yes. Every time that man would be blasting in the streets. I'm like, I, I don't even normally listen to this man. But for some <laughs> reason, New York, New York is just making me so teary-eyed right now. Yeah. yeah um, always, always will from now on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And Jay-Z, like Alicia Keys, yes. like whatever that song I was. only heard like, that why song, am I crying for the song once, surprisingly. Um, it was a lot of Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's just like such a voice. So you're just like... <laughs> Like I feel it. This is the city that never sleeps. Um. Anyways, um. So we we had a little surprise for you at mile. Where were we at, Michaela? Nine. Nine? Yeah. Um. Your sister reached out to us before the race and was like, "Hey, I'm coming to surprise Tyler at the race." but he doesn't know. So I need your help like organizing this. And of course, as soon as I got the text message, I cried because that's just what I do. Um, and I was like, Oh my God, I love that. He's going to be so excited. Um, so we ended up organizing it to where we met where she donated because you raised money for correct me, go ahead and tell the foundation. Cause I'm going to butcher the name and I don't want to butcher it. So which foundation was it that you raised money for? Uh, SUDC sudden unexplained death in children. Yes. Um, and she donated to mile nine mm-hmm. for that foundation. So we made it to where she was at mile nine and you had no idea. So we were tracking you and it ended up that the um, New York City Marathon tracking app was not actually like 100% correct. And it was a little ahead. So thank God I had your location because we thought that we missed you for a little bit. 
And then I was like, oh no, it's not accurate. Like he's behind and like the app is ahead. And so then you start like coming up the hill and you had a friend who was like tall as I'll get out. And so he saw you from like a mile away and we're like, great. We love that we have a giant here. And um, then you come up the hill and you see your sister. So let's talk about that. Cause I was in my feels in that moment. And I know you were too. Yeah. I um, was still getting notifications on my watch. So every now and then I would like peek to see why my watch is vibrating. And then I think I got, excuse me, the text from you guys. It was like, oh, we're at mile nine, uh, runner's right. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. So I'll just like keep my eye out looking for it. And then, of course, I, I wasn't sure if Chris was actually going to make it or not. Because he's like, oh, yeah, I'll see if I'll make it. And then his like six foot six big head was like popping out from the crowd. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. There's Chris. <laughs> and then I like look over to his left. And it's like these two people like jumping up and down. And I'm like, they look Hi. like. Jaden Bo, and I'm like, you know, like running over towards, and I'm like, I think that it is Jaden Bo. I'm like, am I hallucinating? Like, I'm only at mile <laughs> nine. I was like, am I already like that done with the race that I'm just hallucinating things? So when it first happened, I was like, I think like it's like literally in the video. I'm like, what are you doing here? And like high fiving you guys. I didn't even know what to do. I couldn't even process like stopping and saying hello or like anything. It was like I have to keep running and still like process what happened so from mile nine to mile 12 the next time i saw you guys i was like did they like fly up here to see me like was this planned was this like a last minute thing i don't know so then the next time i saw you guys i like stopped to be like hey like what's up possibly i know we saw you at mile nine and you like zoomed past us you'd be like yeah and i was like bro he is getting it i love it you can stop to say hey yeah it so I saw you guys at mile 12, stop, say hello, grab, like, pictures and whatnot. Because, you know, at that point, I'm like, it's not like I'm in, like, the number two spot and I'm trying to catch up to number one. <laughs> like, what's, like, three more minutes at this point? So it's like, stop, say hello, catch up. It was sweet that, like, everybody was on FaceTime, who, like, my friends and family. So that was very nice. Um, and then I didn't see anybody until, like, mile 15, I think, my friend Shelby. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, wasn't expecting it and the headphones i have weren't even on they're just on my head and all of a sudden i just hear like tyler tyler and i like look over because i'm like oh i'm like running next to somebody named tyler right like because my name's not on my shirt and i see shelby and ryan and i run up to them like holy shit what are you doing here i'm like did you know jade's here she's like i know we came up here together like we're staying together i was like oh my god i was like wow how cool i like still couldn't even like process that people flew up other than you two and like my friends in new york were like here cheering me on and so chit-chatted a little bit um and then saw my friend holly a little bit later on so that was nice but it was just such like a a surreal moment i think one of my favorite things seeing on such like a big scale marathon was all these people with their signs for their like friends and loved ones and just like the excitement that they i'm sure it was like the same thing that people would see with me and my friends and family but it was just like oh like the support and the love and the creativity and all that i'm like it's just like so heartwarming and then i'm glad i didn't have it this race maybe like future marathons i will but not putting my name on my shirt is there like especially fifth avenue i'm like if you tell me to keep running i'm like i will punch you in the face i'm like i i need to walk right now because i don't even know if i'm gonna finish at this point um but it, I, it was just fun seeing those people, like, pick up their step and, you know, be like, oh, thank you, and, like, keep going and pushing. 
it was just such a fun and wild experience and i had an absolute ball i think other than like fifth avenue i think i was like smiling the rest of the time every time there was a photographer i'm like hey smile (laughs) cheers like what's up even if i'm like walking i'm like i'm loving life this is the best thing i've ever done um but Your yeah, researchers, though, can we talk about those? For <laughs> yeah. Honestly, what? like, I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to go for the um, what was it like the happiest runner? Who was that one guy a couple years ago? He got like he had a photo of him and he's like smiling, and they're like, Oh, he has been named like the happiest runner of all time because he literally had like a GQ styled shoot. I mean, I feel like you I'm running, a con- yeah, contender, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and just like. I've, I've never in my life taken a good race picture. Like I just ran a half marathon and the pictures were free. And I was like, oh, let me go like look at them and see. And I look like I actually got hit by a bus and it was only a half marathon. So I don't know how you did that, but like major props to you. And I need some tips. Like I need to. I, I <laughs> genuinely can tell people. I'm like, it was the hardest thing I've done, but I've never had so much fun. I love doing that. Something. It was just like the camaraderie with other runners, the crowds, the cheering, the bands, the live music, the emotions, the highs and lows. It was a fun time all around. Yeah, I love that. And now, and I-, I think I'm spoiled now because of it. Oh, for sure. Like no other race will be the same at all. Like we can't go back to St. Pete for sure. Cause no, no. <laughs> I'll do the 5k. I'll do the yeah. mile sprint with like the little six-year-olds. It's- <laughs> And it's so much fun too to see, like you said, whenever you saw your family and friends, it's like, you know, in little moments in life, you're like, I know I have very supportive people in my corner that will support anything and everything. But in those moments when you know you've put in so much work and so much time and so much dedication, and then you see these people come that have literally flown, like hopped on a whole ass airplane and flew flew to a different state just to watch you run a marathon and only see you for five seconds, like mid race. Like you're not standing around like chatting for hours. It just means so much. And you're like, dang, takes a village. And this was my village. And it's really cool to see you guys mid race. Yeah. Yeah. It it was truly surreal. Like I truly like seeing them the first time you guys at like wild night. I'm like, I'm hallucinating. There's no way. Cause you know, Jay doesn't like flying. So I'm like, did she take the train here? Like, was this a whole week process? <laughs> I'm like, I don't, how did she get up here? You know, that's like the bigger brother in me too. I'm like, where's she staying? Who's she right. staying with? I'm like, how did she get here? What is she doing afterwards? What did she do before? I need to know and all then, the details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cute. Stop it. <laughs> I'm like, text it to me so I can read it while I'm running. <laughs> um, think about why you're running a marathon. Is my sister okay? <laughs> right. Tyler's like actually dying. He's like, but my sister, <laughs> is she fine? <laughs> oh, I would never hear the end of it. Oh my God. Jay dies during my marathon. Worst brother. <laughs> Forget that GQ happy <laughs> runner. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, that's in the trash. Um, all right. Let's talk about the finish line because like you were saying, Fifth Ave is a beast. And I tried mm-hmm. to like kind of prepare you for it, but I really don't think there's any preparing you for the incline that is Fifth Ave. Um, it's just nonstop. It's never ending. You think you're going to die, but you don't. Um, so let's talk about that. What did you, what mental tools slash tricks did you use in that moment to like pull yourself out of a dark place? Were you just like, I just need to get to the finish. Were you like, let me hop on this subway to get to the finish. Like, <laughs> yeah, I I'm trying to pull up our V dot where you kind of just go over 
the coach's note and you're like oh i'm gonna program your mileage to like let you know what to go ahead of and you know everybody says oh new york is a technical course and i'm like i don't know what the hell that means like (laughs) there's a lot of like digital signs there's like robots like what does that even mean (laughs) and so i like literally open it up and i'm like oh this is a book this is an actual like yeah i wrote you a novel like how to do things and so the only biggest thing that i remember was mile one goes slower than what you think you need to go and that yeah mile 22 to 24 is the fifth avenue climb and so keep going this hurts for everyone and i would say for half of it i think i just like power walked and questioned all of my life choices at that point because you're so close to the end right this is the last like little straight stretch before you turn into um central park and then it's just like all I think that's where like your excitement hits. Excuse me. And so that whole doozy of a thing, it was also like sunsetting too. So like my hopes for finishing before the sunset was like slowly going away. All I see is this huge incline. You know, the crowd at that point's kind of died off a little bit. So you're just like, what am I doing this for? Like, why did I sign up for this? You know? And so I'm just like walking, jogging, and then you would get into like a little groove and then you're like, looking up and you're like oh i'm not even anywhere near like let me just take a little couple more walk breaks and then i think what was stirring me off too is i saw on my watch that you're like oh we're in central park or something and you're like on left side runners left and so i thought you guys were going to be on the turn before you get into central park so i literally was like high five distance of the runners on the left side before you run into central park looking for everyone and I didn't see you guys. And I was like, did they leave? Did I miss them? Like, <laughs> how did left. this happen? And then so I, like, go into Central Park confused. I'm like, maybe they're inside Central Park. It didn't even fathom to me that you guys were going to be where you were at. I just thought you, I was, like, dead set that you guys were going to be at that turn. And so I'm like, oh, that sucks. I'm like, I didn't get to see him for a third time. Like, blaming you guys. Like, poor planning. <laughs> but it worked out. It was great. But, yeah, it was such a difficult course um mentally of course because after mile 18 this was all new territory for me so i was like texting lexi beforehand and i'm like how did you how did you do this because you also had never ran a marathon too and i think she stopped at like 20 miles or something so i was like how did you overcome the six miles of uncharted territory you know i was like and then the last time i did a race at mile 12 my legs were already cramping so i'm like how am i supposed to do 13 more miles with fresh feeling legs you know like legs that don't feel like they're about to cramp at every single step so mentally i mean the whole like mind mantra was like you're so close and you're so like you're like within reaching distance of finishing your big goal you know my time goal of course i literally saw my like little pacing group that little man ran away so fast on that bridge <laughs> so that was like my goal disappeared instantly with that man running away and so my goal just truly ended up being like let's just finish this and have fun and at that point i'm like time is like an aspect at this point so i'm like let's just power through let's just not kill ourselves over this final little hill And then you have, what, 2.2 miles at this point. So, like, let's just enjoy it. And so I think that was good because the last mile and a half, I kind of, like, 
picked it up because I felt the energy. I'm like, I'm in Central Park. It's nighttime. It's cool. The people are still here. The crowds are still out. And I, I thought I was going super fast, but it ended up being like a minute faster than what I was normally going. <laughs> but we, I finished it on a sharp note. So that was my whole little um, strategy for it. I love that. Yeah, Fifth Avenue is a beast. Michaela but also died on Fifth Avenue. <laughs> I like literally so laughed out loud seeing literally, it. And like, it was so funny too, like hearing all the spectators like, you got this, like run. And like, all the runners who like just so visually were like, shut the fuck up. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I know what it feels like to be in the position of the runner. And so like trying to find words that weren't so like toxic positivity of like, just keep going. It's like, I know you're miserable, but figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And then it was just so weird leading up to it. Cause you go to the Bronx and then it's like, turn, turn, bitch, turn, turn, turn. And then it's like mile and a half stretch. And you're like, what the hell is this? Yeah, who made this? You can you I, can see the top of the hill, but you know it's like a mile and a half, two miles. Yes, away. yes, and you're just like, what, what? in the hell? <laughs> yes, and then yeah, just like Michaela is saying, the people are like, oh my gosh, you got this. I'm like, ma'am, speed is walking faster than me. Like, <laughs> I do not got this at this moment in time. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think, like, like you said, though, like there's nothing you can do to like prepare for it. Like you can listen to all the podcasts or all the advice from people who have ran New York before, but like you just have to experience it yourself. And like obviously, and I have only ran New York once, and like I'll be curious to see if like the second time I'm better well prepared for it because I just I don't know, man. Like it really is such a technical course, especially for your first marathon. But like you ruined every other marathon for yourself, so <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I. I think Aaron knows. I had no expectations of ever wanting to like run a marathon again after this. I think it was like a okay, like I ran the distance and then we're done. Like I don't know what else I want to do after this. But then now I have the itch to be like, we have better times, more places to run now. It's like we have goals we gotta accomplish. I know. I kind of had a feeling. I don't know. I get I get gut feelings with my athletes and I never want to tell them what my gut feeling is because I want them to like decide their journey for themselves, right? But just like watching you go through training, I was like, I don't know. I think he's going to like it. I really think he's going to like it. Um, and he did. So I'm glad I was writing that. Um, I also think it's so cool too. Like, if, like all of your friends and family are so involved. Like I feel like it's like either one extreme or the other. Like people are like, oh, cool. Like you run marathons. Good for you. But like I feel like your family and like your friends are like, Tyler, like he's so cool. Like he runs marathons and like now they're all starting to run. And I think that, I think that that's just really cool. And then like our nurses on the run group, like, can I be like a mentor? And like, you just like wanting to like help other people see the joy in running that you felt, I think is like really, really cool. And even thinking back to like the athlete retreat and the last time you were on the podcast, like you're such a different athlete now. And I think that's like the power of longevity and running and like just sticking with it and seeing what happens. I think some people like just quit after the first race or the first finish line. It's like, you're missing out on the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just got to push through. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. Have- it's funny. Well, I didn't know that the whole nursing thing, I thought, I thought just because we are already athletes, we get, like grandfathered in, but I didn't know we're like actually doing the programming too, but just with additional like one-to-one coaching. So when me and Aaron are talking about goals, I'm like, oh, well, I was like, I'll help cheer them on. Like for when it's like, like no, you're doing it. Day day <laughs> for like the Atlanta people. It's just like, how are you going to cheer them on if you're running it? And I was like, oh, 
I was like, I didn't know. I'm like, yeah, I guess I can cheer them on because I will also be running it. No, you're going to definitely be running it for sure. Um, but you can also cheer them on. You just got to be really fast so you can beat them and then you can cheer them on. <laughs> okay, yeah, you know but me. That's, perfect. That's the goal is to be yeah. faster than everyone else so you can cheer for everyone. <laughs> I love it. What is, um, what's your, if you could take away one thing, whether it be mental, physical, training, race day, whatever it is, what is your one takeaway from the New York City Marathon? Um, I prepared you with this question so you had more time to think about it. I think, honestly, the only thing I keep taking away from it was truly, like, what a blast and what a great environment it was. Like, I, you know, I, I literally tell everybody, like, oh, you ran a marathon. I was like, yeah, it was the hardest thing, but it was by far one of the most fun things I've ever done. And I think that video was like a true testament too of like me high-fiving and being like, woo, let's go. I, if anybody else was to like hold out a hand, I'd be like, oh yeah, high-five. You know, I usually I'm not that person. I used to like judge people who'd be like, oh, I'm going to press this little mushroom to power up. I'm like, it's weird, but what it a helps. dork. I'm like, but yeah. And then at the New York Marathon, I'm like, I need every freaking help I can get. I'm like, yeah, it makes me... <laughs> happy for 0.2 seconds i'm like let's slam the shit out of this button like whatever um this magic mushroom yeah the magic mushroom (laughs) that's for another time Aaron. but yeah it was i guess my biggest takeaway was it was just such a fun great overall experience i mean yeah of course i have mental things i need to work on for my next round and like strength and endurance and things like that but for like a first marathon i feel like this wasn't the worst outcome or like the worst experience to have and i think i I know for a fact that it being at one of like the majors and it's new york i think for sure had a big help and that's what i wanted right like i didn't want to (laughs) do we need to like start bleeping out things like the saint pete marathon like i would have quit absolutely after my first like little poop station like last year i would have been like i can't run 18 miles 20 miles after this like i'm just exhausted at this point so it was like such a fun environment to be in and i think that truly helped push me through the end too i love that well i hope you know i know i've told you like seventeen thousand times and i've also cried like probably a good 10 to 15 times for you but i am so freaking proud of you and i feel like you've grown so much as an athlete and i just can't wait to see where you go next and what you do and i'm excited to be with you through this journey so i'm not gonna cry this time it's fine um oh lame gosh <laughs> but i do hope you know i'm so proud of you so thank you uh, it's been a fun journey and i'm glad this time around too uh, i know like michaela's not coaching me directly but like I think the New York experience was a lot more fun knowing Michaela and meeting her. I think it would have been like, not, not that it would have been less fun, but if when we were just like us three hanging out or like having dinner or spending all day, like expo day chauffeuring me around, I would have been like, what is Michaela doing here? Like I'm not her athlete, but now I'm like, Michaela's a friend. Right. So like it was more fun and enjoyable. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I just think it's so cool. Like, I don't know, between like going to Chicago and New York and like just meeting everybody, it's it's like so full circle, right? Because it's like, even though like, I feel like I'm also like so invested in all of Aaron's athletes because it's like, we're talking all the time about you guys. Like, oh my gosh, like Tyler's having this mental block. Like, do you have any tips? And so like, I feel like even though like we train our athletes separately, like <laughs> we're also so invested in your guys' training. Like, because yeah, it's like, for sure. 
somebody crushes a run and I'm like, oh my God, Aaron, like, look at this or vice versa. And so I think it's just cool, like to be a part of the process too. And yeah, just to get to see everybody in real life at the, at the majors this year. So fall race season, man. <laughs> All right. Well, Tyler, we'll see you in Chicago, right? Cause you uh, entered the lottery. And you're oh, okay. So. Yeah. I was keeping it a secret. <laughs> But I secretly entered the lottery, so we'll see. I'm not. I'm not. If I don't get in, I'm not going to do like a charity run for it. I think this will be a good off season to work on some other stuff. But then if I get in, I'm like, let's fucking let's crush rage. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that one's last too. So like, let's. That's rage. why. So I'm like, I've listened yeah. to Brittany and Hope's podcast. I'm like, let's fucking crush it. Yeah, I, I just like, feel like my the group chat energy is going to be different on. Chicago Marathon announcement day than it was last year. <laughs> last year, last like, year was so freaking funny though. We like, had such high hopes and expectations. We're like, oh my god, the whole team is going to be running it. We're going like, to get a whole big Airbnb. Nope, not me. Not me, not me. Yeah. <laughs> nope. 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 I was like, really? yeah. I think that would be fun getting an Airbnb for the whole team. Marathon twenty twenty four. Let's go. Just kidding. That's way too way too serious for an athlete retreat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it has to be a retreat, but it's just like a yeah, no, no, just a chance to hang out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that get together, a casual run. My yeah, I mean, we're manifesting it. It's we're like what Java said, like my morning run, it's like casual, casual morning run. Through New I only died like two times, but yeah, no problem. Casual, just a morning run. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you in G twenty twenty four, man. No, we'll see you in Pittsburgh. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Before then, and then we'll see you in Chicago. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Bye. We know running is more fun with community, and we all need more people in our lives to share that crazy kind of love for everything on the run and beyond. If you have a running bestie who you think would love this episode and our Strides for Strength community, send this episode and follow us on Instagram at Strides for Strength. Until next time, friend, keep working towards a stronger you.